Hello and welcome back, Stylish Leaders. Matthew Simmons here. So glad that you're listening to this podcast. We're back with CEO of Kavita Coffee, Mark Nash. So glad that you're listening to this. Want to give a shout out to everyone listening on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Google Podcast. And a special shout out to all of you on Spotify. You're really spreading the word on that platform and making us very popular there. So, and again, you're following us on Instagram, you're following us on social media, on YouTube as well. We are very grateful that you're doing that. So now what we're going to do, we talked about, last time you were listening to Mark Nash, we were talking about an entrepreneurial spotlight of Kavita Coffee. Now we're actually going to go into the mindset and some of the principles that not only Kavita uses, but Stylish Leadership uses, any business that I'm a part of uses, and any entrepreneur that I know and leader uses these principles to go through and be a success and to make things happen. So we're talking about purpose and provision. So Mark, we're just going to go right on in. Uh, kind of what is what is the purpose of your business and what do you what do you see Kuvita doing now and in the future? What's the purpose of it? Yes, I love talking about purpose when it comes to business. Um, as I've said before, the purpose of business is not to make money and money alone. Different businesses have different purposes. I just can't sit there and and tell you that the purpose of a strip club is the same as the purpose of a a retail fashion designer. I mean, I'm sorry, it's it's like day and night. The purpose of um, uh, a a perfumery is totally different than the the purpose of a laundromat. So let's just be clear that purpose comes before business. And at Kuvita, our purpose is to bring the abundance of God's kingdom here on the earth. The scripture that defines our initiation is from the 23rd Psalms, my cup runneth over. Get the picture in your mind that in your hand you're holding a cup. And that cup represents your proper portion. And you can maintain as much as you can fit in the cup because how else could you hold a liquid unless you had a vessel now imagine that vessel overflowing which means that you are in command and you are maintaining an abundance of resource that is the picture that we see of the kingdom when we hear the psalmist say my cup runneth over and i believe that this is possible to achieve economically through business principles galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says do not be deceived god cannot be mocked a man reaps what he sows and that is obviously a spiritual principle and you will reap what you sow spiritually. But at Kuvita Coffee, we take it literally. We plant coffee seeds and we reap coffee harvest. And it's just exciting to know that I'm not a biologist. I, I didn't go to, to school and study biology. I have no idea how the seed pops open and how roots sprout into the ground and how bark is formed and how leaves are able to turn sunlight into energy. I don't know. But what I do know is that you will reap what you sow and it's an act of faith. So I ask our listeners, what are you what are you sowing and what are you reaping? And it's an opportunity, it's an invitation, it's a challenge to start being intentional about what 
you. So I remember when I was starting to learn about roasting coffee, I would I would be outside on, on the patio with a small butane burner and and and, and a, a little drum that I had built by hand, and I was roasting 20 grams of coffee at a time. 20 grams of coffee is enough for one individual to drink two cups of coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, you probably drink three or four times that much a day. And I was spending hours upon hours roasting the smallest portions possible. But I knew that I was sowing a seed. What you spend your time doing today, you will spend tomorrow doing. If you're going to smoke one cigarette today, you are increasing the probability of you smoking one tomorrow. And this is not only applicable to negative things, it's also applicable to positive things. So if you go to the gym today, you are increasing the probability that you'll go to the gym tomorrow. If you eat healthy today, you're increasing the probability that you'll eat healthy tomorrow. What you sow, you will reap. So I remember just being so excited because I was roasting 20 grams of coffee. Now I'm doing 20 pounds, 40 pounds per batch. And I have blueprints right now in the work for a 100-pound coffee roaster. This is a titan in the industry. I'm telling you, companies like Starbucks, Folgers, these companies like Dunkin' Donuts do not have 100-pound roasters, okay? And it all started with a 20-gram roaster. So, listeners out there, if you want to be a guitar player, play guitar today. Otherwise, you won't be playing guitar tomorrow. Yeah, I mean it's the small habits. It's just, and I keep, I think of a few things. I think of you know you reap what you sow. We already mentioning that, but also the golden rule: treat others way you want to be treated. You know you're sowing those seeds, and and I remember John Maxwell said something, and I'm gonna paraphrase because I can't. I don't know if I can remember his exact quote, but he said, "You're not, you don't become a leader in a day, but you become, but you be develop, you become a leader every day." Yes. Some to that some to that extent, and that's true. It's those habits. So you started in a small. You started small. You started learning how do I roast a coffee? How do I, mm-hmm. you know? And you start what you had, and then now you're able. You know, you've been faithful with this. Mm-hmm. Now you can be able to be faithful with more. That's another principle that we're oh, talking yes about. Yes, it that. is. So yeah, I mean, we talked about this in the in the the, the show up principle with Matthias. Just show up. I mean, if you're faithful with just that and you're faithful, you'll be rewarded with more. And it's all in the seeds that you plant, like you said, with the gym. And I like how you said um, when you start doing it once, you start forming a habit. Now, there's different people who say different things. I've heard that a habit, it takes 30 days. Some say it's 90 days to start a new habit or break a new mm-hmm. habit. But it, but in, but there's a, there's a time period of breaking a new habit and starting a new habit. And it's just a starting period. And a lot of people can't get through that. They can't get to the... They can't break through the ceiling because once you break through the ceiling, then it's just second nature. Yes. You know? And so that's a big principle of successful leaders is, is they want to, they start with a small habit and they just do it daily and then they increase it daily. And then before you know it, they've got this elaborate success routine in the gym, in their diet, yes. in, their, in the boardroom, in their spiritual life. And everyone's asking them how they do it. Many of these guys write books and fly around the country, but it all started with a small decision, a small habit that they just increase daily. And, um... And so, yeah, that's just a, that's a really good, um, really good point that you made there. Yeah. What else you got? The principle is you have to be faithful over the small things before you can be trusted with the great things. Our generation is so tempted to post it 
just because they think that if they post it, they prove it. But that's not true. You don't have to post it to prove it. You're not seeking the approval of man. You're seeking the approval of God. And that's why he says, when you pray, go into the closet and close the door. Because it's, it's not for public displays of approval. When, when I was younger, uh, uh, they, they would pee people who, you know, had boyfriends and girlfriends. And we'd say, we don't want to see PDA, no public displays of affection. But I'm calling it public displays of approval. You What you do for the Lord, what he has called you to do, be satisfied in doing it in secret. And those, that's where, where you will develop the discipline and the skills and the confidence to know that you are a child of the Most High God and nobody on the face of the earth can accomplish what you have been made to accomplish. So you can do it fearlessly and bold because you're not doing it for the eyes of your observers. You're doing it for the Lord. And when you see great people, as Matthew was mentioning, who have outrageously successful lives, you don't realize that they began the habits and the principles before anyone was watching. Yeah, before they got on the stage. Overnight successes usually take 20, 30 years, you know. I mean, they really do. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the principle that, that we just want to communicate in purpose. So if you are an entrepreneur right now and you're listening, I want you to be motivated to do whatever you're going to do free of charge. Because it's not about the money, it's about the purpose. And for our kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, this has been tugging on your heart. It's been keeping you awake at night. It's been something you've been passionate about and you know that purpose is all over it. So I encourage you guys to, to follow purpose and provision will be there when you get there. Yeah, and that's a, and a lot of entrepreneurs are trying to make money off everything that they do when in reality... If you give them something for free, though, you'll earn their business, but you also earn their trust, and you also earn the introductions and referrals to their market. We're kind of going more of a business principle. And if you give them something for free, then they'll they won't just see you connected to a dollar sign; they see a value that you provide, and then you will be able to eventually earn their their business for future use, and then you will be you will prosper financially. And that's how you're going to hone your craft too. So don't be afraid to to create your product and give out samples to promote your offerings, whether even if it's services, give out free services of your time and your talents, and that's when you'll become an expert, that's when you'll gain your confidence, that's when you'll create your base of customers. So if you have a skill or a talent and you wanna monetize it, start doing it for free, because great are those who serve. And I just want to dispel any ideology right now that that billionaires and and financially successful business leaders are evil. That is the furthest thing from true. What they are is they are the servant of many. So if you could produce a product or a service for many, 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 many people, you will receive a larger payment for that service. A good example that I like to illustrate this principle is a baseball pitcher. We have a society where everyone has a role. We have police officers who do a very valid thing. We have heart surgeons and doctors who do a very valid thing. We have school teachers and they do a very valid thing. But why don't they get paid as much as a man who throws a baseball? I'll tell you why. Because when that man throws a baseball, he throws it for millions and millions of viewers. 
Every one of those viewers are one of his consumers. So he is rendering a service to millions and each one of them might pay 25 cents per pitch. But because he has the eyes of everybody as he throws this baseball in the World Series, now he gets 25 cents from everybody watching. And that's why baseball pitchers are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. The real key principle is how many people are you serving? Are you serving 10 people? Are you serving 10,000 people? And there is your income. So if you want to increase your income, increase your level of service. And that's a great that's a great segue to a question that I have for how is Covita, how have you, when you started Covita, obviously you utilize this principle. So how is Covita doing that in Panama and in the States? Great question. One thing that we do is we give generously. We give generously of our coffee. So if you've come in contact with me, we're still small, but I always have a bag to give away. That's part of my original principles. And I was doing this before we made our first dollar. When I had my little roaster and I told you that story, how I was out there behind my house just roasting coffee. First person was drinking it was me, then my mama, then my brother, and then my dad, and then my friends. And there are people in my life who have not drank any other coffee except Cuvita coffee for years because they've been right there at the heart and the soul of it. And when people ask for the coffee, I generously give it to them. And that began when I knew I needed to hone my craft. To give was my opportunity and invitation to being a servant. That's that's an excellent uh, strategy because Martin Luther King said the greatest way to lead is to serve because everyone can serve you know everyone can be a servant that's a i'm paraphrasing what he said but but that's a great and and it's well done good and faithful servant not well done good and faithful <laughs> fill in the blank you know leader, leader entrepreneur billionaire guy, yeah businessman no it's yeah, servant it's servant because when you serve people you're fulfilling a need because when you're serving somebody they have a need that needs to be met and you're fulfilling it and whatever, whatever service you're providing, it could be from food to insurance to coffee to clothes to, you know, building a home to, you know, mortgages to whatever it is that you do. Or, but you're providing some, you're serving a need that they have. You're answering a question that they have with, with a service that you provide and are skilled in. And then, you know, you'll be compensated for that. You know, you should be compensated for that. And I want to share a, a supernatural principle that the Lord revealed to me in increase because we're talking about provision um never be afraid of the number one sometimes we're afraid of small beginnings we're we're afraid of having oh well you know i have a business and i only have one customer yeah you know uh, I, I i i do i'm a haircut barber and i only did one haircut today do not be afraid of the number one because god deals in multiplication he doesn't deal in addition and subtraction all of the spiritual principles are multiplication and division. That's how things increase and that's how things decrease. But by what number can you multiply zero to get one? It's impossible. The distance between zero and one is infinity. You cannot multiply zero by anything. But once you get to the 
first customer. You can multiply that by two. You can multiply that by four. You can multiply that by eight. You can multiply one, but you can't multiply zero. So do not be afraid of number one because Jesus says you will plant a seed in, in fertile soil and some will reap 30, some 60, some some 100 times what they sow. And that's a, a, another application of multiplication in the kingdom. So once you get your number one, Oh, it's time for God to multiply your business, your service, your products, your goods. So be encouraged about that first one. If you already have your first one, oh, it's time for the Lord to start multiplying your business. Hey, amen to that. And that first person is going to have a plaque on their wall someday saying, I was the first one, you know, because they'll be like, I mean, yeah, do you imagine the first person that bought a Coca-Cola, you know? And like, there are people who know about this. That's why we have these fanatics who will stand in line. They will camp outside of the Apple retail store to be the first one to get the new iPhone because being the first it's it's it's, it it's valuable. Yes. yes. So Joe, do not be afraid of being of your first customer, and and it's even okay to give them a sample. Give it away for free. Yeah. That's the first person you serve, and it, it won't be the last. Yeah, and good and good tips to do it is to give it to somebody that would of influence with work because they would have some if if a person of influence is wearing your stuff or drinking your stuff or whatever and they're utilizing your services for free, then they can say, hey, you know what? I, there's this person that just started and they're doing this, this, that, or whatever. Uh, maybe you should check them out. And then you're going to be able to see, you know, go to people of influence also. Um, and people of influence meaning people who have the ability to, they utilize your product and they know people who would utilize your product or service or they just know a lot of people. Just go straight to them and just say, hey, you know what? Here, just starting out, uh, see what you can do with this. And then boom, there you go. But a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to do that. They want to put on this front that they've already made it so then people, they have this error, an attitude of, I don't need anyone. But in reality, they got zero. And then they just listen to isolate themselves. And not even entrepreneurs doing this. I mean, there's a lot of people that say, I'm just going to isolate myself, be with my one or two people in life, be with my five friends, and that's all I'm going to do. And you were created to do more than just be around a few people in life and impact nobody. Yes, um, of course. Remember the, the word picture with the baseball picture. You're going you're gonna to have to increase... Your exposure, the people you're learning from, the people you're teaching, um, and as as you are faithful with a few things, remember, then you will be trusted with the great things. Yeah, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I think what we struggle is we feel like we have to have all of it at once because we see someone in our boat that's same age or younger that's making more, doing more than us, and what we, we what we fail to see is, is we fail, we start looking for more and more and more. But we should be saying, let me be faithful with what I have, have, have now, and that yes. God multiplies what I already have now. And I have to keep saying that to myself now because I want my stuff to expand and, and all that. I mean, and there's things to do to, to get your name out there, and you should definitely do those steps. But you have to be faithful with what you have because yes. you're not faithful with the relationships that you have and with the sphere of influence and circles that you have now. Then how are you going to get any more? You know, it's just it's it's just it's, a, it's like a leaking vessel, you know? You won't have the framework either to maintain and sustain that next level of operation. So, man, be encouraged about the Lord's ability to multiply and, and that distance between zero and one. That is the biggest leap of faith and that is the biggest accomplishment. Anyone out there who has, who has their number one customer, you are on for an amazing journey because it will multiply. Yeah. 
quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can look at the five loaves and two fishes, how it multiplied. Yes. Um, how, so how long did it take for Kubia to get there for your first customer? And then how much provision have you had and how much provision do you need in the future for your goals to be reached? So we uh, were on mission around 2013 and, and God spoke to us about coffee around 2014. It took us about um, a solid year to get coffee home. And it took us about another solid year to get our first customer. So um, two years on mission and two years just spending money. As you know, businesses aren't profitable for the first three to five years. We certainly weren't profitable in the first two years. So a a good four-year journey. And I want to encourage people, in four years, you can get a bachelor's degree. Two more years, a master's degree. Two more years after that, you should have a PhD. So if you have been working on your job for eight years and you're not an expert, it's because you gave up on learning, okay? So we've been in business for about five years and I think I got a master's degree in this in this industry and it's just because I am a constant learner observing every situation. Do not be afraid to fail because highly successful people in business know that those failures are their education. Have you ever met somebody who's been to the school of hard knocks? If your business is going to grow, you will be a graduate from the school of hard knocks. So welcome those disappointments, welcome those failures, get up and learn and adjust and don't let your ego get in the way. And that's, that, that comes back to your team. So as you grow as a learner, you're going to have to find some people who are honest with you and sometimes it might hurt your ego. Don't worry about that. Take their advice. It's valid, especially getting around people who love you and who are intelligent and who are lifelong learners as well. Yeah, and I love the, the point of being a lifelong learner and learning. And so many people, they feel like you said, like if you're somewhere and you haven't become an expert at what you're doing, you've stopped learning. And so many people... Gave up on learning. Yeah, and so many people give up on learning because they don't feel like they need to learn anymore. And it bothers me because I'm a big avid learner and self-improver. And I've talked to people and they're like, how do you know so much? It's just because I'm always studying something. Yeah. And I feel like I've learned more outside of college than I did in. But most of the average American reads, you know, maybe a book a month. But the average CEO reads about between 60 to 80 a month, uh, a, a year. There's something in that. There really is. I mean, and, and the thing is, is the reason, you know, the more you read, the more you learn, the more knowledge you can apply. Mm-hmm. And the quicker you can, you know, apply it. And a lot of people, they just don't understand that. And a lot of people that want to... I mean, they want to go to school and apply and learn, but sometimes I've learned not to knock education because I've, I've gone, but I've learned that sometimes just hands-on experience is the best way to learn, you know. The number one thing that I learned from the university is how to learn. Yeah. And then outside of that, you've learned what it is that you've absolutely needed to apply. Yeah. Then you specialize. Well, because I tell you this. I don't know anything about growing corn or making corn on the cob, but there are some experts who make excellent money in the corn business. So if you're going to be in the petroleum business, you're going to have to learn all kinds of things about drilling for oil and just listen to the Lord, find your purpose in business, specialize and get that, that education that's available. We have an excellent opportunity 
if you believe what sociologists are saying all around the world, we are living in the information age. No human being has ever had access to information like us. So get excited about being a lifelong learner. It has definitely helped me. Absolutely. Because, you know, knowledge uh, knowledge is power, but, so is, uh, but applied knowledge is power. And, yes. and you got to apply it, but you got to, and it just, it's sad because so many people are just saying, well, I don't like to read or I don't listen to audios, do something, but you don't have an excuse not to. Library cards are free, books are everywhere. You can Google stuff on the internet, listen to audio books, listen to podcasts for free, like this one. Just so many people, I remember we talked about this with Tony Stevens, like just so many people. Uh, and I encourage you to go back and listen to that, but we just basically said, you know, what's in your mind is what you produce, the fruit in your, the thoughts become your fruit and what you know if you want fresh fruit you have to have fresh thoughts yes that's why you got to get around people who are full of fresh thoughts who are creatively thinking challenge your mind the mind that thing between your two ears your mind is the most valuable thing you have that's what you're going to offer the world as your services and as your goods grow it's going to be because of your mind and your thinking so sit down, make time to, to write down your ideas. And all you need is one good idea. Imagine how one good idea could transform the world. There are many businesses that I began with one good idea. If you write down five ideas a week and you do that for a year, you will have more than 250 ideas and you only need one. So. Be a lifelong learner, remain a creative thinker, and get around other people who think these ways. These are principles in building your team. If you're an entrepreneur, you need principles in building your team. And these are the people and the mindsets you want to get around. Yeah, and don't be afraid of bad ideas because everyone has bad ideas. that, That just comes with the territory. Just get ideas out there. Get them in place. Get them out there. Pitch them to people. Say, hey, what about this idea? They'll say it's a bad idea. Okay, hold on. Let me come back. And, is there a way to perfect it? No, that's just a bad idea. Okay, well, let's do another <laughs> idea. Yeah. That let's scratch that one. Just got to go to another one idea. Oh, right, this is potential. Let's make it work. Oh, but then let's throw it in. And just keep going. Keep swinging the bat. Keep making attempts. Keep going for it. And God will provide what he pays for. So if he's giving you ideas and if he's laying things on your heart, and this doesn't necessarily even have to be business. This could be a relationship that you're desiring. This could be a relationship he's... He's preparing you for this. Could be a business that he has you, uh, giving you an idea for. This could be, you know, maybe there's a maybe you need to move to a certain place. Maybe there's a house you want to get or a new apartment or whatever. If he's putting that desire in your heart, laying it on you to do it, he's going to provide the he's going to provide the opportunity. He's going to open the door and he's going to have, provide the provision for it. You're so, so, right. so if you have an idea and you know it's from God, or you just you feel like it's from Him, and He's giving you a passion and a burden and a purpose for something, trust God to order your steps to make it come to fulfillment because. If you do what you can do, then he'll do what he must do. It's, you don't have to do this all on your own. Again, remember, you know, God work and teamwork. You have God working for you and have a team of people working for you and you can accomplish great, great things. So, so provision. How much provision do you need? And we're probably going to start talking about some campaigns that you've got here coming up. Mm-hmm. What kind of, what are some provision uh, tools or steps that you're taking to, to fund the vision and, of missions and education in Panama? I'd love to speak to that effect. Something that I want to tell all of our listeners out there is where to find us. You can find us on Kuvita underscore coffee. That's our Instagram handle. You can also find us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can also find us at kuvitacoffee.com. In the next coming months, we are preparing 
and offering that will place coffee in your household, coffee in your kitchen. We've been primarily a wholesaler targeting large accounts at churches and at restaurants, but we have not made this coffee available to people in their households. And this is because we're dealing with very limited supplies. So we're gonna open up the opportunity for consumers to subscribe and save. What does that look like? That looks like once a month we send you coffee. And I encourage you guys to stay in tune to our social media channels. That's Kuvita underscore coffee at Instagram because we can only handle so many subscribers. I promise you we're going to be filled up before you know it. We're talking about less than 100 subscribers, and that's all we can handle, and the doors will be shut. So I just want our listeners to know that in the next coming months, probably by the end of 2019, subscriptions will be available, and you want to get your hands on this coffee. It is blessed, and it is delicious. So limited time. It's a VIP. This is a VIP campaign. You're a very important person if you yes. get this coffee because this is a rare. This is a rare commodity. This is the creme de la creme of coffees. Yeah, we're going to be promoting on stylish leadership as well. We're definitely going to be putting this together. We're going to be posting about it on Instagram primarily, and you'll definitely be able to see that. So share that content as well. And again, again, remember to keep sharing this uh, this podcast. So uh, for those uh, Mark, for those entrepreneurs out there that are maybe looking to get their uh, their businesses off the ground. What are some uh, tips that you have to get them going, particularly if they're in a product like a, a beverage-based business or some kind of a product-based business? What are some tips that you have? And I'm sure I'll have some, you know, to, to piggyback off of the, uh, on whatever you say to get them kind of started. Yeah, so the one thing that I can say to anybody who is thinking about becoming an, an entrepreneur or a leader is the fearless mindset of an entrepreneur. This is a necessary ingredient. Have you ever been a young boy on the top of that hill and you're sitting there with your two friends and everyone has their bicycle and they're just looking at that massive decline that they know is going to be radical and awesome and then all of a sudden one of them just goes for it. And then the other ones, they go for it. And by default, the first person who goes becomes the leader because literally he is being followed by the others. And that is an act of courage. You don't have to be intelligent to be courageous. You don't have to be rich to be courageous. You don't have to be the smartest to be courageous, but you do have to be courageous to be an entrepreneur. So you are fearless in business. This is a necessary ingredient. And remember what the Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Do not fear little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to give it to you. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great spiritual principle that I need to definitely, you know, develop into a Sunday sermon because a lot of Christians feel and there's a lot of different scriptures we can go, but they basically they have a lack mindset and they don't believe God will bless them. And that, that at handicaps or handcuffs, I should say, is a better word of saying it. Um, you know, it's almost like, well, in golf, you know, it's like, what's your handicap? It's like, what is your, you know, like, what is your thing? Well, in, in uh, Christian circles, they're just handcuffed to their, you know, like their golf handicap. Like, well, and that is God won't bless me, you know. 
And, um, and so there's so many scriptures that, that kind of takes that limitation away, you know, because, you know, in golf, it's, you know, you're only as good as your limitation. In business, you're only as good as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're in business, um, you're, and you're a Christian and you're going into this and you're saying, um, you know, I, I want to succeed and I've been there too, but I don't feel like God will bless it because it seems like it's too good to be true. That Satan wants you to think that it's too good to be true. So it keeps you from moving. But God, he withholds no good things from those who diligently seek him. You know, if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And also what he said in Luke. So I think people have to keep that spiritual perspective always in mind as you take those daily steps. Yeah, be courageous. Absolutely. You won't regret it. No, and you know, something that Steve Harvey has said, you know, he wrote a book on it, but he said, just take the jump, you know, just jump. And what's the worst thing that can happen when you jump? You know, yeah. failure is your greatest teacher. So you don't have to be afraid of, of the worst case scenario, you know, you really don't. God will, if God is, he's orchestrating your steps and you know it's God, then, then take the jump, you know, just go ahead and take the jump. And that's something that I've had, that's something that I've had, I'm starting to really just do is just jump out and just trust God because it's so scary, you know, to just jump. I'm like, you know what, God, I've come too far to, you've been too good to me and you get that courage from spending time with God, so. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you guys, any other thoughts that you have, Mark? Stay in tune to our social media feeds. I want the listeners of this podcast to be the first ones to have the opportunity to subscribe to our offerings because supplies is limited. So, there you go. Guys and gals, you have heard it here first. And, again, we thank you for listening. Support Computer Coffee, what they're doing over there is an amazing work that's not only affecting Panama but the United States and it can spread throughout the globe because they can also inspire people to do what they're doing in different countries or in their own country. So again, own your own style, my friends. Your fearfully mornings are made. Keep sharing that content and we'll catch you in the next podcast episode.